0: So um, I'm really excited to present the next speaker. Over the past few days, I've gotten to know Dr. Rich Glendale. If any of you have spoken with him, um, you know that um, he is quite a visionary. And as I was trying to figure out how to introduce him, um, it's, it's actually, um, I really struggled with how to introduce such an interesting person. So I am humbled to share his story with you, and I'll be introducing him shortly. But what, what is he? I'm trying to put, I was trying to put a label on who he is, and you really can't because he's so many things. He's a scientist, he's an ecologist, he's a conservationist, he's a philosopher. He also has a PhD in cosmic evolution, which is incredible, talk to him about it. Uh, but most of all, I would say he's also, um, and he's also a change agent. And that's, I think, what we need more of uh, today. And I'm really excited to share his story with you. So first, I'm going to share this video, and then he's gonna come up, talk, and we also have a, a Q&A prepared. So, thank you. So with that, I'd like to introduce Dr. Rich Blundell. So I think, so he's such an interesting history, such an interesting array of experiences, and I know we are a little bit compressed for time, so we're gonna get right into it. So much of your work has been centered around this concept of oika. Can you share with us what that
1: entails? I can, um, oika, uh, it comes from the Greek word, ancient Greek word oikos, which means basically home. Uh, in, the, in the ancient Greek conception, it meant more like a house. It, it's the root of the word eco, as in ecology, and the word economy, which is actually meaningful in this sense. But basically, it means home. Um, I'll just go a little further to say this, yes. that I'm an ecologist. For me, oika means it's the intelligence of nature, That there's a, that there's an intelligence embedded deep within nature that actually precedes our intelligence. I study the history of the universe, and that includes the history of the earth, the history of nature on earth. And when you study it, you realize that intelligence was going before we showed up. There is an intelligence in nature. Um, but the good news is, because we're a part of nature, we can feel that intelligence. In fact, that's why we can feel it. It's because we are part of nature. That's why we can feel it. And guess what? It feels good. The intelligence of nature, when you feel it coming through you, it feels really good. Um, and I think um, we can also express it. So when we're, when, we're, when we're aware of this intelligence, when we get to know it, when we become familiar, when when we become part of the family of nature, um, we can express it. We can live by that intelligence. I think a lot of our culture and the inheritance of accidents of history have somewhat divorced us from this intelligence and we're feeling it. And I think the conversations that we've been having, the conversations earlier with Michael about how wellness seems to be absent is a symptom of that of that divorce. And uh, Oika is about trying to restore that intelligence, getting us to feel it. Um, as I said, I'm a scientist. And so I, I study the history of, of, of nature. And um, um, one, one thing I, I just want to say that Ecology is the science of relationships and when we think about ecology, we think about it as the relationship between this bird and that tree or that insect and the amount of rainfall or We tend to think of it in terms of the things out in nature, but ecology is the study of relationships Right Humans are a part of nature too. So ecology is the study of human relationships In fact ecology is the study of our relationships Our relationships, it's the relationships between me and this chair right now, it could be. So I think of ecology as this incredibly broad study of relationships. And when you do that, you realize that, you know, it's not just talk, this thing that we're connected to nature. It's actually an inescapable truth. If you study long enough and hard enough and you realize that that's not just an idea or a sentiment, it's it's an empirical fact. Um, and that's you know, part of what you see in this video, is me tracking the story of the cosmos, you know, starting in the, in the Big Bang. Actually, I start a little bit before the Big Bang. I start in the mystery before the Big Bang. But that mystery doesn't go away. It's still here, it's in this room. So I, 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 will, I always try to start any talk of cosmic evolution in mystery and then keep that mystery alive because it's still here, you know? We, Science is very limited in how it knows the world. And so there's always still a mystery. And I guess what I'm trying to get at here is, and, and we can get to the next question, but I, I, my proposal here, the reason I'm here, first of all, I wanna say this. I wanna just quickly read the mission statement for um, GSN. It, part of it says, um, I don't know, my glasses on, so it's gonna be tough. The sustainability movement is at a crossroads in defining the path that will be taken towards either a life-sustaining course of action or a life-depleting route. And thus, we find ourselves square at the center of the wellness movement. The future of wellness may be when human beings are able to reconnect with the awareness that we are are part of one cycle of life, finding resonance among each other and understanding the well-being we seek can be found in well-being with each other. That's, that's why I'm here. This is like my call to action. Like what, what, what a guy that you just saw up there or an ecologist, you know, be doing in this room. That's my work described there, is to take seriously this idea that we can reconnect with the cycle of life, the, cy- the, 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 the rhythms of nature, nature itself. I'm taking that seriously. I'm taking it so seriously that it's a science. I'm taking it so seriously that it's a form of spirituality, even. That's, that's why I'm here. Um, and one last thing I just wanna say before we get, get back into the conversation is that, as I studied this whole grand arc of cosmos, the cosmos, nature, that brought us all here today, I realized that um, when you're in right relationship with nature, with the world, What feels good is good. And you guys are in the feel-good industry, right? I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm still pretty naive. I think, you're in the, I think you're in like the self-care, right? But when you're in, when the self is deeply, it feels deeply embedded in nature, when the self is in right relationship to nature, self-care, lo and behold, is world care. It's the world, when you take care of yourself, and you're in right relationship, that's the key. Like, That's the caveat here, is that you've gotta be in right relationship. But if you're in right relationship, self-care is world care. Healing the self is healing the world. I think that's like a wicked, powerful opportunity. Amen. I'm from Massachusetts. (laughs) Um, And and, and I wanna also frame this That's the light, okay? But we're also in a moment. There's another Greek word I want to introduce. You probably know this one, chronos, right? That's linear time. The Greeks had a word for linear time called chronos. They have another word for time called kairos. It's not linear. It's it's a different kind of time that is a moment of profound transformation, right? That there's a... It's almost a crisis. Has anyone heard the term the meta-crisis? Anyone? Well... That's what we're in. We're in a convergence of crises. Crisis this, crisis that. There's mental crises, there's economic crises, there's climate crisis, there's... Fundamentally, it all boils down to a crisis of consciousness, a crisis of separation, I believe, from nature. I believe that's at the, that's at the source of all of these crises. I forget what my point was, but... Um, <laughs> that, that we're in a moment that the inflection point, as new technologies are coming online right now, that we've gotten glimpses of. We, the first glimpse we got was when the algorithms took over social media, and look at what it's done. I mean, I, we're all old enough to have seen the rise of this situation, and we see what it's done. We're feeling it, you're feeling it in your industry, we're feeling it in our lives. And um, that was just the first iteration of Artificial intelligence was the the algorithms that would curate content for us. We're now entering into the next phase of this artificial intelligence world, which has gone from curation to creation. It's starting ChatGPT, as powerful and as useful as it is, and I use it too. It's creating a world, okay? It's gone from curating content and now creating a reality for us. The next phase is even gonna be more insidious, okay? We're gonna go from curation to creation to control if we're not careful. In fact, it's kind of inevitable. That's where artificial intelligence is taking us. So my proposal here is that we restore natural intelligence as a response to artificial intelligence before it's too late. And that's where I think your industry finds another level of relevance. We need what you do now more than ever. Uh, again, I might be naive, but I just think that there's a powerful moment here, and and I, I want to be a part of it, and I want to help you be a part of it, if, if, if you're up for it. Uh, I think there's this incredible healing moment. So that's why I'm here, and um, that's why I brought Oika here, to introduce it to this. And I know this is like a sub-niche of a niche, uh, and so, but that's perfect. That's I used to say, if I could just reach 10% of people with this message, then then we'd have a chance. I've I've reduced my goals down, I'm at 1%. And then I had to actually reduce it again. So I'm actually at .1%. So .1% of you reach out to me after this. Then I think, you know, we're on the right track. So I just, sorry if that went long or went off track, but I just wanted to get it all out there uh, so that we could go from here, so, okay.
0: I think what I'm going to do is kind of fast forward to our thesis. So we talk about transformation, and as you pointed out, we're an industry of spa professionals here. So spa professionals are in a unique position. Um, but what can we talk about something tangible or even intangible that we as professionals can do? Because not all of us can be forward thinking colleges and change agents. Why not? Um, well, what are what are the degrees that we can do that in? Um, because I'm I'm am I'm actually not, but pretend I'm a spa director. I can't like go out and walk in nature like half of the day, or my team will revolt. Okay, o- okay, but we
1: can we can pull that apart. Um, first of all, I think the first of all your slide with the the pyramid that had the assumptions on that had the assumptions as part of that pyramid such a great word we live by a lot of assumptions and there were there are assumptions embedded in what you said ai is also going to change a lot of those things that keep us that keep us in the grind that keep us from the things we care about and like those crabs that get pulled back you know that's going on and so those things are going to i'm trying to tell you we are we are the next decade Every industry is gonna be disrupted. Everything about our lives is gonna be disrupted. So we need to take a look at these assumptions. Now's our opportunity to rethink our assumptions, redesign our assumptions about what we wanna spend our lives doing. Okay, We don't, so I think to assume that we're not all gonna have an opportunity to learn about who we are. In fact, I think that's actually the purpose of life that's been taken from us. Is that somehow, slowly over time, figuring out what was the, you said figuring out who we are? It was something about somebody today had a line about it takes a life to who was it? Was Christy. It? Christy.
0: Well, Christy said
1: it, right? She said.
0: Lifetime to find uh, who you are.
1: Find who you are. And I said, I, I, when she said that, I was so like, happy because that's kind of what a life is for. And though, but that's been taken from us. And that's what this story, by the way, that I tell, this cosmic story, that's our story. That's your story. But we don't know it. Like, we should all know the story of where we come from. That's our, that's our origin story. Everybody in this room on every continent on this planet, from every ethnicity, that's our shared origin story. That's the one thing that can actually unite us that transcends political divisions, transcends racial divisions, transcends class, everything. That's the story that can unite us. That's the kind of story that can, that can start to really heal. Um, my point there is just that we are about to enter into this transformative time, and AI is gonna usher these changes. So now is is our chance to to prepare for a radically different world. And so I think we should be thinking about this individually, like how are we going to individually adapt, but how can our collective, your collective, also respond to this moment? Because there's gonna be a lot of Uh, For lack of a better word, uh, refugees, cultural refugees seeking meaning. And I think that should be part of the wellness recipe. Like, Why isn't wellness giving people meaning where meaning has been lost? And so um, the question was, what can we individually do? The first thing, I think, is to just be prepared to think differently. Get curious again about what the future can be. Because I have a saying that I use, the future is beautiful or there isn't one. So what's the beautiful future? That, that, because now we have an opportunity to create. That's what the Kairos means, that there's a transformation happening and there's an opportunity embedded within it. That opportunity is the future that we want to create. Okay, I know this all sounds idealistic and naive. It is not naive, it is idealistic. So that's the first thing that we can all do is prepare ourselves mentally for the disruptions for the changes that are going to take place not see them as threats not see them as you know see them as the end of something but let's make it the end of the thing that we're all complaining about the thing that's making us stressed out and the thing that's you know creating the anxieties uh and so what does this have to do with this story? Well, if you come with me this afternoon on this Earth story, I'll begin to show you how, how deeply embedded we are in nature. I'll, I'll start, we'll start to cultivate that feeling of the nature that's within all of us, and that good feeling that I was talking about, you know, we can have it. We can start to really take the time to start cultivating that sense of belonging in the world. So those are, those are two things. Get ready for radical, radical change in our lives. It's an inner, it's, this is a, be ready to change the way you think, change your assumptions. And, and the third thing, and I've been thinking about this all day, like what, what else could I, what, what other practical step could I offer you? And this is gonna sound self-promotional, but it isn't. But you can reach out to me, and, and we can talk about how whatever it is you're doing, we can start to, to, to develop. I, I have a whole network of highly creative people. I work with a lot of artists, a few forward-thinking scientists, some people in philosophy, some philanthropists. So if, you know, let's reach out to me and let's think about how we can start to integrate deep ecological principles in whatever it is you're doing. Wherever you fall in the stack here, wherever you fall on the spectrum of the wellness industry, if if you're interested in really deeply reintegrating nature the experience and the feeling of being nature, again, into your programs and into your your infrastructure. Reach out to me, let me know. Sorry.
0: Not at all. So we attempted to fit our, in our an hour conversation into like 25 minutes, so that's, that's what's happening here. But I think the, the theme is, around transformation, there is a huge opportunity for spa professionals here, being in this self-care, self-care industry, and and I really encourage you to go on the um, Earth Story Walk and hear more about Rich because I feel like we really cut this short, but I know that we have meetings starting in like three minutes, so let me just say one
1: last thing. Well let me just tell you real quickly what the Earth Story Walk is. It's it's We'll start somewhere out here, we'll go for a walk, and I'm going to tell you the history of the planet, and so it's a 4.6 billion year story. But I'm gonna tell you the story in a way that eventually the planetary story becomes the personal story, becomes your story. And along the way, I'm gonna explain to you how consciousness, human consciousness, emerged from this story. It goes from being a solar system story to a geological planetary story to a chemical story, and suddenly it becomes a biological story, and then it becomes, an animal story, and then it becomes a consciousness story, and then it becomes a personal story. So that's, what, that's the function of this walk, is to show you how deeply embedded our consciousness is in the natural world. It's not, just a, not a, it's not just a theory anymore. We've actually been able to track how our imaginations, our identities, our inner voice is deeply embedded in nature. So that's what the, that's what the, that's what the Earth Story Walk is
0: shoes. So after your meetings, go grab shoes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I was very impressed. Please check out his website.
1: Before we break, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a question. Would any of you be terribly disappointed if we canceled the, the architectural panel so that everyone could go on the walk with Dr. Rendell? Are we good? Yeah, this is really your summit, no, no, so I'm, I'm curious if, if if anyone had their heart really set on the panel. Yeah, we could do the panel virtually. Yeah. Great idea, Shannon. Okay. let's go. No, we'll do we'll do the walk. Okay okay you're
0: amazing yeah, thank you. uh.